Great. Well, let's move on and take a look at our special teams units. Uh, clearly, this breaks down into kickers, punters, and then return guys on both the kick and punt side. Uh, let's start with the guys that use their leg to kick a football um, and start with place kickers. So where we are right now, I think we've touched on previously, everybody knows, um, senior Ammon Lakeup is now back with the team after a suspension for an arrest for DUI and cocaine possession. He will have a three-game suspension, so we will not get him back until the Notre Dame game. Uh, last year, he started the year somewhat, I would say, a bit shaky uh, in his first few games kicking, but toward the end of the year, really solidified himself, um, made us feel good about him being in that position and, as he replaced Chandler Catanzaro from, from previous, uh, pre previous years. But we will be without Ammon Lakeup to start the season. Looks like Greg Heigl will be the starter, and he will be backed up by Alex Spence. Guys, how do we feel about place kicker? Well, first off, we're not going to really know that we're uh, pronouncing Greg Heigl's name right until we see the fr first game of the year, <laughs> but we hope we are. Heigl, Heigl, Hoogle. Yeah. So, anyways, it's it's certainly not good that Lakeup is not going to start the season with us, and I think this is going to be an issue, especially going into the Louisville game. That could that could be the game that it really cost us. We'll see. You know, haven't really seen this kid kick in person. I will say that out of behind Lakeup, all our other kickers are freshmen. And I'm always a little worried when we have a new kicker, no matter what his year is, but then when your new kickers are freshmen, then our two leading guys right now between Hagel and Alex Spence, they're both freshmen. I think Alex Smith is a red shirt. Um, Hagel, I think, is a true freshman. So this is concerning. We'll see how he kicks. You know, hopefully he comes in and he makes some big kicks against or some good kicks against Wofford. He really gets his uh, confidence under him. Um, I really expect when Lakeup come back, so comes back for the Notre Dame game that we're really going to need him. The question is going to be that if, if Heigl is kicking well, then I think you have to leave him as the starter going into the Notre Dame game. Lakeup's with the team again, but he's not, you know, he's not with the first team kickers. Like, he's not getting those reps in practice. I mean, obviously, we know what we can do. He improved as the season went on last year. So we'll see. Um, the thing with kind of Alex Spence, uh, you know, he was a scholarship guy, I believe. So I'm a little concerned that he didn't come in and win that job, especially having a year of experience under his belt. But maybe that just means that Heigl really came in and did a really good job. Well, here he has a big leg. I think he's kicked some 50-plus um, kicks in practice. So I'm not sure Lakeup can do that. To be, to be honest with you, I don't, I don't, I don't think Heigl, Hugel, Hogel, whatever his name is, I don't think he has done a really good job in practice so far. So uh, I think, I mean, that's from what I've read, and then that just indicates that Alex Spence, Alex Spence really hasn't done a good job. And you're right, he did come in, scholarship guy. I mean, I think he was a scholarship guy, pretty highly touted as a kicker. Um, so that's not good. I mean, sometimes it takes a while for these guys to develop. So we'll see. I think Heigl, the first scrimmage um, of fall camp, I think he. He was a little rough um, in the valley, but I think his second scrimmage that he actually did pretty well. Um, but again, this is it's one thing for practice. You know, you're gonna have to get to end game situations uh, with some pressure on you and see what happens. Again, I want to see some kicks that are struck well. They're not low line drives. We've had some issues with that apparently in the spring game, um, which could lead to blocks. You know, I want to see kicks that have some loft. They're struck solidly. And they're struck with confidence. Again, if they're a little right or left, or they're not hooking too bad, I'm less concerned about that. But if we get some like you know dead ducks out there that are just you know curving right and left, you know, 
and falling short, then I'm going to be concerned. We'll see how he does in Wofford, but I mean, I never would have thought going to the Wofford game that that's something I'm be really looking forward to seeing. I know we're going to have a lot, of, a lot of opportunities to kick in Wofford, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, and you know what's what's kind of interesting about a kicker is that you can always tell you can tell the level of confidence that he has by the way the, the way he's kicking. I mean, the way right. the way the ball goes, that's that's where that's where you can see what's going on between the, in between the ears. And perfect examples was Chandler uh, Cantanzaro initially when he was a I think it was a freshman or sophomore when he got thrown out there he had some issues same with Lakeup um, we thought Lakeup was talented it turns out he needed about what two three games to really iron out you know whatever was going on build up that confidence I think a little more than that but he got there yeah he got there and you know the backup here they're not going to have time to work these kinks out to build up their confidence so we'll, we'll know what we have and. It, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if we're in a scenario where anything outside of the red zone, we don't even throw them out there. We just fourth down. We go for it. Well, yeah. I, th- I think what I expect to see is we'll see both Heigl and Spence kick um, in the Wofford and Appalachian State games, just because I think we're going to be putting up enough points and we're going to have a you know far enough distance between us and them to get both of these guys in. And I wouldn't be surprised to see certain situations where we may normally go for it on like fourth and short at the thirty or something like that that we run these guys out there to kick a field goal just to get them the experience of doing so. I mean, if we're up 40-3 to three on Wofford and it's 4th and 2 on the 30, send them out there for a 47-yard kick, right, and, and see what they can do. You know, I know what Deshaun Watson can do. I know what our wide receivers and running backs can do. So That's true. And I guess, you know, looking at Emin Lakeup, whenever he does get back into the picture, I guess my fear is just him – you know, not being in like like you're saying, not being into the swing of things. Is, are we gonna have to like work through his confidence when he gets back? Is it gonna be another three weeks, or is he gonna be ready to roll? Well, I, you know, I think certainly he's been practicing. I'm sure in his time away, and I would hope that maybe this is one situation he matured and grew as, as last year went along. So hopefully he learned from this situation that he got himself into, and it is really gonna help him mature and take the next step. Everything we hear from Dabo is that he's done all the right things that he's asked him to do, which is why he only ended up with a three-game suspension. So Whatever that means. Yeah, whatever that means. He's done everything we've asked him to do. Yeah, but, you know, again, I trust Dabo. Um, so we'll see. I mean, I think I feel a lot better, it, obviously, as Lakeup is the starter and has been with the team. We're just going to have to see what happens. We'll see that Wofford game. We'll see how these kicks look. And then, you know, we'll know, I think, pretty quickly how we're going to be feeling about Louisville. Yeah, and beyond that, I mean, I want I want optimal lake up for Georgia Tech, for Notre Dame, for Florida State. Right. So I hope I hope he's got his head on straight and he's ready to go. Yeah, I think if these guys aren't getting the job done here in these first three games, then Lake is going to come back in no problem, be thrown in there as the experienced guy, as a guy that's on the Lou Groza um, uh, watch list. So, guys, who's going to be handling kickoff duty? This is another big area. I'm almost more concerned about this maybe than I am about the place kicking. Um, just because field position is going to be a huge thing. You know, losing Bradley Pinion um, from last year, I mean, he had such a big leg in both punting and kicking off that he really was huge in controlling the field position. You saw he left as a junior, entered the NFL draft, got drafted, and is going to be the starting kicker for the, the 49ers. So here we're hearing, that again, Greg uh, Hagel's leading, in part because he does have a big leg, you know, bigger than Alex Spence. But we still have not been driving balls into or out of the end zone, which 
this day and age, they've moved the, the kickoffs up. Why, why is it still so hard to get out of the back of the end zone? So I, I think this is another area where you get talented teams that have talented returners. You could really, you know, we could be hurt. That's Florida State. Yeah, watch out. Yeah, Louisville too. Yeah. Um, some athletic guys. Yeah, that's you say he has the the biggest leg, but that's not saying much if he's I'm talking about Heigl. If you can't kick it out of the end zone on the kickoff, right? No, absolutely. I mean, he has the biggest leg on the team, but it may not be as big as we need it to be. Um, so we, you know, we'll see what happens there. Again, you're going to see these first two games of the year. You're going to see how that plays out. I mean, uh, the kick is going to show. I mean, the, the the talent differential between the two teams isn't going to. Uh, mean a thing to to knowing how well he can kick the ball on kickoffs, right? That's true. Yeah. So I mean, if obviously if we're kicking off to the ten and they're only getting to the twenty because they're Wofford, whatever, that click still only went to the ten. And I know that things are only going to get worse as we play better teams. Again, soccer player, we can find somebody that can kick a, a still football, not not round, but you know whatever. What shape is that, Tolly? Uh, it's sort of ovular. Ob- okay, Ob- oblong, oblong. Either way, it's it's in place. It's there. Just kick the crap out of it, and you know, get it out the end zone. Yeah, or at least into the end zone. I feel like your your stock as a you know twenty year old male in Clemson goes up a little bit if you're playing for the football team versus the soccer team. How so, do we feel about becoming an onside kick every time sort of kickoff team? Uh, it's a gimmick. I hate it <laughs> every time. <laughs> No, 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 get it, get not feeling it, huh? No, I want our defense, pin them back, let our defense go to work. I like the idea of the going for it every time for fourth down. I don't like the onside kick. That's, that's scary. Way too conservative. Well, we, we've, we've seen us do the go for it every time on fourth down uh, before with our kicking game situation. So let's hope it doesn't get to that point. But we have the talent on offense to make up for it. It's true. So, can we talk about the sexy guys, the punt returners, kick returners? What about the punter? We missed we miss that. The real sexy guys in this group are the punters. The, the sexiest position here on this team is punting. Okay, so, um, so you touched on it a bit. Bradley Pinion um, was a junior last year. Very few juniors go out into the draft or you know, leave, leave the team. Uh, generally, you get you know, four years of a guy going to senior. So that definitely was unexpected for Dabo Sweeney and our special teams core. Uh, but it looks like Andy Teasdall is going to be the starter this year. He was a walk-on, uh, was named. He's just granted a scholarship, along with his backup, Hunter Renfro, uh, podcast favorite, or at least favorite of Ben. <laughs> so, Ben, I'm going to throw it to you about punting. What can we expect here um, as these guys replace Pinion, who, you know, last year I feel like Pinion kept us in a lot of games with his ability to, he, uh, no pun intended, pin him back. He was so good. Not just the distance he could get on punts when he needed to, but also... To, to knock the ball down inside of the 20. He was fantastic at that. And that was a big part of the reason that he got drafted as a junior punter uh, slash kicker into the NFL. So, you know, we've got Andy Teasdall here. We've heard some okay things about him. You know, just got put on scholarship, like he said. But we'll see. You know, we're here and out of practice. They've been practicing those rugby-type punts, which just, again, that's just trying to cover up a weakness, Right. So, and I never like to have a weakness. I don't like to have a workaround. I just wish we had a guy that we could put back there and trust to boom that ball down the field, drop inside the 20 when needed to. Um, so, again, we're just going to have to see. And is you know, opposite of what we've been talking about with the place kickers and the kickoffs is that we're probably not going to see a lot of punting in the first two games of the year. So how much in, we're going to be able to see Andy Teasdall actually get out there or Hunter Renfro and get some, some punts in 
you know, remains to be seen. I think more likely probably more towards the end of the game when we have the, the second and third string guys out there on the field. Um, you might see some punts then, but even against Wofford, the talent differential is just so great between even our third string guys and their first string that it's likely that we're not going to see a lot of punts until we get to the Louisville game. So, again, three areas of concern, place kicker, kickoffs, and punter all on the kicking side. You could see that come together in the Louisville game, our first true test, and see that be an issue and cost us something. The way our schedule stacks up, there's so, I mean, there's games where you know at least we're playing at home for Notre Dame, Georgia Tech, and Florida State. But some talented, I mean, some good teams. Just the, the margin of error is is very small. I don't. This doesn't bode well for us. These are the kind of things. It's like middle relief pitching. It, it like it, that makes or break can make or break your season. Well, and here's the thing. Even if we get Lake it back, that doesn't that doesn't account for cover up the weaknesses and kickoffs and punter. Right? Lake up really only covers. Uh, place kicking so even when he gets back you know into the games we still got some issues moving forward so yeah it, it's not you know maybe it's not as doom and gloom as we think it may be or we're sounding we'll really have to see when we get into the games but it's certainly not our strong suit yeah so offensive line traditionally has been a weak spot for us maybe we're, we're, we're addressing that now the you start to have some issues all of a sudden with kickers, but I'd rather have a strong offensive line than a you know, stable of great kickers. Right. Well, let's, let's maybe position to a more of a bright spot on this unit, uh, our kickoff and punt return core. Uh, looks like guys returning kicks this, this year are going to be wide receivers Artavis Scott and Jermon Hopper, splitting duty with Ray Ray McLeod, true freshman running back, um, and I believe safety TJ Green. Uh, Super talented group, guys. A lot of speed, a lot of talent here. Um, do you know yet who's going to be splitting up? Will it be Artavis and Hopper doing kickoffs, Ray Ray McLeod fielding punts, with TJ Green filling in as a reserve? I, I think you're probably going to see Artavis, Scott, um, or it might be Hopper and TJ Green on kickoffs back there. And then I think you might see Artavis, Scott, and Jermon Hopper swap duties, seeing who's doing the best in punt returns. And then Ray, Ray Ray McLeod might get in there, you know, mop up time situation just to get him the experience. But you said it, this could be a bright spot for us this year, which is going to be huge because this is, a, we've been lacking in this portion of special teams for the last several years. Again, we've been just lucky to, or happy to catch the ball and not fumble, or especially on punts, just to catch the ball and get it and then let the offense go to work. So to actually go back to the days of having CJ Spiller, Andre Ellington, uh, Jacoby Ford, guys like that, returning kicks and actually be able to take it to the house. Um, that's exciting. Yeah, I think I actually think it's going to come down to Jermon Harper and Ray Ray McLeod. I think I think uh, Jermon Harper is kind of you know he's had some issues throughout his career, but this is something where he's he's got some great, he's got great speed. He's he's a great playmaker. This is where he could really make a name for himself. Ray Ray McLeod is I would see him you know in that punt return type situation. Just because you know there you do there's a, a risk of injury there, and I wouldn't want Artavis Scott just for that reason to, to be there. Um, but Ray Ray McLeod at this point he's you know two on the two or three deep. Get him in there. The guy's got unbelievable lateral quickness, and he can make guys miss. So you're looking at a guy that could you know possibly you know get 15 20 yards every time he catches the ball. I don't know. I mean obviously break it for a few. Uh, touchdowns even but well, at least to get some significant yardage even that average start position exactly. those gains and if we can get a, a clear improvement on last year's offense that helps that changes your offense play calling 
offensive play calling and potentially could ta- alleviate some of the pressure off of a suspect or thin O-line. If we don't have 80 yards to take the ball, if we're down to like a 50-yard, I mean, we're not going to average the 50-yard line here, but you know, if we're in the, in the 40s, that can make a big difference. Well, and that being said, even in the field position game, even if we don't score where we're starting from on the field, you know, if we're starting from the 40 and get 20 yards and flip them to the other side of the field um, and then punt, right, that's better than punting from our 20. Mm-hmm. So even if we don't score, just the starting field position is going to be huge in helping to mitigate the weaknesses we have on the kicking side of the ball. Yeah, a team like Alabama, I mean, it's all about field position. They've, I mean, every new, the nuances of the game, every little little thing Nick Saban focuses in on, and that's why they've been so successful. Field position, absolutely, it's so important, and every little thing that helps is is great. I, I agree. I want to agree with the point you made earlier, Cody, about our Tavis Scott. I feel like he's going to be so instrumental to our offense that not seeing him out there, not putting him in harm's way on special teams should be something that they consider. And I, if I'm Tony Elliott, I'm talking to Dabo about, you know, let me protect my guys, my, my number one guys, you know, my number one playmakers on offense. Granted, Artavis Scott could have a big impact on the return game for us. Yep. We do have that stable of, of talent there behind him that I think could do just as much damage. Exactly. When when the guys, Jermon Hopper and Brigham and McLeod, are just as good in that in that function or even better, then why risk you know your number one wide receiver, at least your number one playmaking wide receiver? So, well, one thing we haven't talked about real quick is the the long snapper position because this is actually big. We do have some turnover there. We mentioned Jim Brown earlier. Um, so again, you have a new punter, new long snapper, and then we also have a new holder. I believe Michael Batson. I think I may be wrong about that, but I think he's the new holder this year. So again. These are just all new pieces of the puzzle Scary. that have to come to work together yeah. and, and go right. We could see some, you know, bad snaps, fumbled, you know, snaps, uh, you know, snaps over the head, snaps into the ground, or the you know punter and the and the long snapper not being on the same page, the, the place kicker and the holder not being on the same page. There's a lot of stuff turning right here that if any one part goes wrong, could yeah. spell disaster. So like best case scenario, we're we're. We're mentioning their names right now. The best case scenarios will not mention their names at all during exactly. the season. Exactly. So guys, fly under the radar. Stay out <laughs> of the press. <laughs> Indeed. We will certainly be keeping a close eye on special teams and how we perform heading into the season.